Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour two of the show. We're going to go around the NFC South of this hour, check in on the Saints rivals and what they did in the NFL uh, draft. Greg Alman, who covers the Bucks for the Athletic. Just had another one of his colleagues, Larry Holder, on in hour number one. He comes in momentarily to talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks draft, who most people were very high on. Also, if you want to go to Jazz Fest, remember both Tommy and Scoot will be giving away Jazz Fest tickets all week long. Listen to Tommy Tucker in the morning from 6 to 10 a.m., and you can listen to Scoot from 1 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Also tomorrow on Sports Talk with Bobby and Christian, they'll have on NFL Network analyst Elliot Harrison at 6.20. And he has the Saints at number one in his post-draft power rankings. It's very interesting. Tomorrow on Sports Talk with Bobby Hebert and Christian Garrick from 4 to 8 p.m. right here on WWL. Let's bring on in Greg Alman, as promised, covers the Bucks for the Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Greg Alman. Um, boy, I tell you, Greg... Most people are really high on what the Bucks did last weekend. Are you? I know most people are, but it's good to hear somebody is. Uh, yeah, I think the Bucks did well with their first pick, and uh, you know, kind of early to know how the rest are going to shake out. But defense needs a lot of help, and uh, most of the draft picks went there. So yeah, it'll be fun to see how things come together. Oh, you know, that's interesting. So you're seeing, uh, I guess, um, and look, you're in it, and I'm not. So you're seeing people a little uh, more sour on um, the first draft for uh, Bruce Arians and company over there? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. I think Sporting News had them 31st out of 32, so they didn't like them. But uh, somebody else, uh, my site, The Athletic, had them, I think, 11 out of 32 in their draft ranking. So it's just, I can't it, Two days after the draft, if there's going to be a lot of speculation involved in any kind of ranking. But uh, Bucks were happy with what they could do. Um, linebacker in the first round, three defensive backs on the second day, and then a little bit of everything there on Saturday. Oh, Devin White, and that's the linebacker you're talking about. And LSU fans yeah. here are cringing at the thought of seeing him take on the Saints a couple of times each year. Uh, was he one of those guys that uh, that Bruce was, was talking about as a generational-type player he was teasing before the draft? Yeah, you have to think so. Uh, he said that he had uh, Devin as one of the top three players in the draft. Uh, you know, normally you don't see inside linebackers going as high as number five, uh, but they felt like he was exceptional enough to make a difference. Um, they had lost Quan Alexander in free agency, so had a pretty glaring need for a middle linebacker. Uh, and I think they're as excited about his uh, leadership. You guys know this from LSU there, but I mean, just just who he is as a person, as a leader, um, as somebody who's kind of going to be the quarterback of the defense as they are with his playmaking ability and the size and the speed and all those kind of things. Well, I did look, I've, I've watched Devin his entire career here, and uh, I know he, I think you probably watched his film too, Greg. I think he got uh, one of the best linebackers to come out of this draft in a very long time, probably since, uh, I don't know, Luke Keekley or something. And, yes, it's going to be tough to watch him in that Bucks uniform, Greg. He's going to be great for you. <laughs> He's going to be great for everybody over there. <laughs> I really believe that. Yeah, they're looking forward to it. It's one of those where, uh, obviously, you could have gone pass rusher there, um, especially once the Raiders kind of surprised and took Farrell there at four. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, was available. And uh, I think the popular opinion might have gone that way just because top of the draft, everybody tends to go towards the line of scrimmage. 
But uh, Bucks, like I said, Bucks have been un- unwavering in how excited they are about what they've added to their defense with Devin White. So the first, not only their first round pick goes on defense, their first five picks all defense. <laughs> and was that just a product of, of guys falling and them going best player available, or is this a you know coordinated effort uh, by the front office to completely revamp that defense? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely expected a, a defensive tilt, if you will. I don't know if I thought all the first five would go that way. Um, their past defense, if you saw games last year, was was really bad. I mean, opponents completed 72% of their passes, had the second-highest quarterback rating in NFL history against them. So um, you knew they needed to change things. And I think some of it is just uh, switching to Todd Bowles and a more aggressive defense, man-press coverage from the corners. Uh, they needed some different personnel. They, they've put a crazy amount of draft picks into their defensive secondary in the last four drafts. Uh, but if you saw the product that was on the field last year, it, it's hard to argue with making it a priority to improve this team. Uh, any of those guys that you specifically like or maybe you thought was a little bit of a reach? you got two cornerbacks, Sean Buttoning, Jamal Dean, safety Mike Edwards, and, of course, the defensive end in round four, Anthony Nelson. Yeah, you know, Sean Bunting is a guy that I think a lot of people didn't know as well just because he's playing at Central Michigan instead of, I mean, the other three other top four picks were SEC guys. So um, I think he's going to surprise people. Um, it's a really neat story. I mean, Sean Bunting had no college offers uh, on signing day of senior year, gray-shirted at Central Michigan, um, but played three years and showed enough to be a second-round draft pick. So they're really excited. He's got some crazy measurables, ran a four four two forty, has a 41-inch vertical, um, so I think they're hoping he can help them with some of the bigger receivers in uh, in their division. When you think about guys like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas and, and all the big guys that they haven't really been able to contain the last couple of years. Uh, Greg Allman, who covers the Bucks for The Athletic, joining us now as we go around the NFC South. Um, what's the first couple of months been like, uh, Bruce Arians' era there in, in Tampa, Greg? I think it's going well. It's been well-received. I mean, uh, you know, Dirk Cutter didn't have a whole lot of buzz about him uh, by comparison, I mean, you look at Arians and, and what he was able to do in turning things around with Arizona, uh, a lot like this as a franchise that didn't really have a postseason history, had only one Super Bowl in their history. And his first three years, he, he gets them, you know, to, to win 10 games each time. Um, they're hoping for the same kind of turnaround here. I'm not sure if they can pull it off, but I mean, he had a 5 and 11 team that he took over in Arizona in 13. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to tell how quickly things will take there. He's got a really good staff. Uh, I mentioned Todd Bowles. He's really excited about Byron Lefwich as an offensive coordinator. Uh, but, again, how, how that shakes out in year one, it, it's always hard to tell how quickly a new system um, and kind of a change with a head coach can take root with the team. Expectations is always you know interesting to talk about, but uh, you know that. And you just talked about the hype surrounding uh, Bruce. It seems like pretty high expectations from at least the outside looking in. Is it also from the fan base? Pretty high expectations immediately for uh, Arians and company. Yeah, I mean, you hire a sixty-six-year-old head coach, you, you can't be thinking too long term. So they've been five and eleven each of the last two years. Um, you know, I think their hope is if they can get better defensively and continue to, I mean, they had a good offense last year. They set a lot of franchise records. Most of those were yard-based records, though, so they got to get better about points and touchdowns. Um, this is a big year for Jameis Winston. He's in his option year off of his rookie contract to where if he doesn't take a step forward, uh, you run the risk of the franchise moving on and, and drafting another quarterback and starting from scratch. But if he can put things together, um, cut back on the turnovers that have kind of been a big part of who he's been the first four years, 
uh, he could put himself in, in line for a really big contract. Is the connection between uh, Arians and Winston that I've been reading from and seeing from the outside, um, is that real? Is, is, is Bruce uh, as high on Winston as he seems? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where the, you know, the team had kind of committed to Winston before they even hired Arians. Um, and we had wondered if that was a good thing or not. I wondered if a new coach you know, might want to have the freedom to, to get their own quarterback. But, you know, Arians, it's an odd connection. Arians um, met Jameis when he was a sophomore in high school. He happened to go to a, a football camp in Birmingham that his son had run. And they met each other. Uh, Jameis points to as one of those inspiring moments. First time he saw a Super Bowl ring on somebody's finger and knew it's what he wanted. So um, Arians comes in with a reputation as being really good to develop young quarterbacks. Um, was with Peyton Manning his rookie year. Was with Ben Roethlisberger early on. Was with Andrew Luck his rookie year. So I think he's dealt with a lot of the best quarterbacks in this league. They would like to have Jameis Winston in that same group as someone that took a big step forward. It's just going to remain to be seen whether they can pull it off this fall or not. Uh, just to put a bow on it here, Greg, your your final thoughts on this draft class for the Bucks? Yeah, you know, I think it it, it could surprise some people. Um, the, the third day guys, the undrafted guys. If you look at Jason Light's draft history, they're almost better after the draft than they are in those late rounds. So there's a lot of guys there that could help out. Um, obviously, they drafted a kicker in the fifth round, which will be a big storyline, given that they did the same thing three years ago with Roberto Aguayo, and it didn't work out very well. So they need that to, to click in a way the last one didn't. But no, I think this can be a good draft. For Jason Light, it, it almost has to be if he wants to be around again after this year. Uh, Greg Alman, who covers the Bucks for The Athletic. And, and Greg, I want to let you know that Larry Holder had nothing but sensational things <laughs> to say about you, all right? Larry Holder helped me out in a big way uh, getting a phone number with uh, – with Devin White. I, I can't thank him enough. You guys got a good one there for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Greg, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again, man. All right. See you guys. All right. Greg Alman at Greg Alman, who covers the Bucks for The Athletic. Good stuff from him. That's interesting. Most of the stuff that I'd seen from, you know, Mel Kuyper and, and SI and PFF were generally pretty high on the Bucks draft, but he knows much better than I do. Apparently, people aren't quite as high on what Bruce Arians did there. Maybe I was. My own views of it got shaded uh, on Devin White. Tim, who's you know our resident Tiger, Homer doesn't even describe, begin to describe what Tim is. So you're the perfect person to ask this question to, Tim. How upset were you that Devin White went to the Bucks here in the NFC South? And you're going to have to see him a couple of times a year. I thought it was pretty obvious that's where he was going just because they lost Quan Alexander, who's a former tire, Tiger. Who do they do? What do they do? They bring in another Tiger, <laughs> Devin White. And, oh, um, not not to mention the Falcons have two former Tigers at linebacker on their team. I'm just waiting for the Carolina Panthers next year to draft, you know, the guy. Uh, who's the guy out of it? John Errett. They're going to draft him in the first round next year. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Everybody but the Saints, right? When are we going to start getting those phone calls, Tim? Well, we did bring in the LSU kicker. So, I mean, I, although Will Lutz has signed a you know, long-term deal, I think Cole Tracy coming in might actually – be a, like you know a, a showcase for him getting a yeah job. absolutely cool yeah he's not signing here long term unless Lutz gets injured or something in camp but yeah I think Cole Tracy can be an NFL kicker it certainly seemed that way anyways all right that's the first of three around the NFC South interviews we got Scott Karasik of USA Today's The Falcon Wire coming up and Walker Mail of ESPN Radio Charlotte uh, was on his show last week he's doing mine this week 
Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, grade the Saints draft force at www.com or the radio.com app. Open lines coming up next, and we will update the NHL and Stanley Cup playoffs for you. That phone number, 504-260-1870. It's 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870, and the last lap continues on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.